Hi, this is Constance F. And welcome to my newsletter, OTRF, On the Road with Friends. Thanks for stopping by. Today, we are chatting with my church friend, art therapist, Angie Kim. I start by asking Angie what art therapy is. I think for Singapore, um, because art is studied here as a subject and there's a, there's a lot of history and a lot of people don't like art in school. Um, so just to clarify that, that art therapy has actually nothing to do with you know, the art that we learned in school. So you probably need to throw out what you learned about art in school. So it's really thinking about art as visual communication. And you don't need any experience in art at all. So um, in short, it's a type of psychotherapy that you're using visual and sensory art media. Um, So you use it as therapy itself or as a means to expand and deepen verbal therapy. Uh, So it sits on a continuum of art as therapy, so art making to self-regulate, to induce relaxation, mindfulness or flow, or it's art in therapy or art psychotherapy. So that's using imagery and metaphors to express difficult emotions, um, to access unconscious material, to deepen insight, and it's also um, a type of creative problem solving. So it never replaces talk therapy, it it rather deepens and expands it. Because if you think of talk therapy, it can be very cognitive. So art psychotherapy or art therapy kind of opens the door to a more holistic type of therapy. So there's an embodying of meaning. You know, you're making an artwork, a sculpture, a painting, a drawing about about making sense of your feelings or conflicts. So this process of doing artwork, it's almost like um, taking risks with art materials. So that's very enabling for people. And so the art in and as therapy makes it a very active, expressive behavioral therapy. So it's not only talking about about issues, um, but you're also, like I said, making projections, concrete projections which you can look at and think about and process. So you're thinking about your thinking or you're thinking about your feelings and you have, an, you know, you have a concrete thing you can, you can relate to. Um, so it really makes this therapy so much more experiential as our brains are, are always being formed by new experiences. So the more our senses, our hands, our bodies are involved, the more ingrained the learning and the more novel the experience. So it's really helping the person grapple with their struggles and find new solutions or or actually experience new ways of being, uh, recognizing their own strengths that they didn't know they had. Um, So art therapists are usually trained to do both of this art as or in therapy. So we trained in psychology and psychotherapy and counseling to different degrees, depending on who specializes in what. And then um, it also depends on, like I said, on each art therapist, where their focus is, um, because some art therapists will go into children with special needs. 
or otherwise elderly, dementia, or otherwise medical, uh, palliative. the privilege of doing a session of art therapy with you as well. And I, I find it really helpful because I feel like when I see a counsellor, sometimes um, I start to censor what I say. I may not be as honest as, as I may like to be because maybe I want to present myself in a certain way before the counsellor. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Art therapy, while it can be used as counselling, um, see the thing is because I'm interested in mental health, I went and studied further. So I studied counselling. So like I said, I may or may not use art in a session depending on my client's needs. But I do find that therapy can definitely deepen counselling because it's providing another tool to do counselling and psychotherapy. So. I'm not only witnessing what they're telling me and validating that, but I'm witnessing and validating their visual art experiences and the narratives and stories that go with it. So again, art can be used to externalize, to distance, to contain difficult material. Um, because like you say, words naturally carry barriers and resistance and automatic defense mechanisms, which art, which is more in the non-verbal realm, can circumvent and it can, um, it's, it's very easy because now you have an image of that projection. And once you're talking about something on a piece of paper, it's much easier than saying, I am struggling with this. When you're looking at the piece of paper and you're saying, ah, this shows, you know, this shows how my struggles, it's much easier because now you have distanced it. And then you can, you're adding kind of order to this chaos, to this inner world and all the conflicts and the turmoil. When you put it on paper, it's so much easier to deal with. And then after when you finish, you can just leave it with the art therapist. I, I really like um, how experiential art therapy is because mm. it, it's like what you said you know you get to practice new ways of doing things that are yeah. more aligned with your values and yeah. it's like a spiritual discipline you know yes yeah doing yeah. something that you want to do that's that's good you know and that's aligned with your values yes and in the meantime it's learning to step away from negative thoughts and difficult feelings you're not to be guided by thoughts and feelings, you should actually be guided by values, kingdom values. So that's why it's helping the person because many people think if they feel that, that means it's real or it's a fact or it's the truth. And no, no, it just means you have strong emotions, but they may not necessarily reflect reality or guide wise behavior. So that's why it is so important to take the steps um, that is aligned to your values. values. Yes, being able to transcend difficult thoughts and overwhelming feelings. Because whenever we step out of our comfort zone, we're going to have difficult feelings. There can be no growth without discomfort. 
And that's so that's so good, and and yet it's so countercultural, right? Because in our society today, it's yeah. all about if I feel this way, I need to act on it. Yeah, it's too much about comfort. I think we're not here to have a comfortable life. We're here to have a meaningful life. Thank you, Angie. I, I have another question to ask you. Yeah, sure. You were trained as an architect, and then you made the switch later to become a therapist. Um, yeah. You want to tell us what in your life story brought you to this state <laughs> of becoming an art therapist? That's what I'm always interested in. <laughs> um, midlife crisis. <laughs> okay, that's okay. <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. Looking back at my life, I've always enjoyed. Uh, I've always loved drawing and painting since young. It was like a, a means of escapism, a means of coping and enjoyment. It really helped me express myself. It helped me understand myself, especially through the teenage angst years. But it also just immersed me in the pure joy of just painting and creating. And then um, I've also always been fascinated with with people, what, pe what makes people tick, um, psychology, human development, things like that. But at that time, um, you know, art and psychology weren't professions that especially Chinese families agreed upon. Eh? Um, so that's why I studied architecture. And then what led me to this midlife limbo kind of crisis is um, uh, I worked as an architect in Hong Kong for seven years. So Hong Kong's so commercial. Um, so there wasn't, there wasn't much creativity or design involved. I was very much more a project architect. So after working in this very cutthroat, racist and sexist field, okay. yeah, I quit. I quit because by that time I was like, oh, I've had enough. You know, the only design I did was like to design a reception desk. <laughs> oh, wow. But then, by that time we were quite ready and we wanted to start a family. So it was the right time. Um, so when the children arrived, I currently was born, I said, I want to be a full-time mom. And we were blessed in that Colin was earning enough so I could stay and be a full-time mom. That went on for years, Ryan arrived, and then um, to sustain the being with my kids, I just took up like random part-time admin jobs. And then as the kids grew more independent, and then I felt like something was missing in my life. And I really longed to find like, oh, you know, what is my calling? And um, I know it's not in architecture. And I really longed to find God's purpose for what he had planted in me. And then one day I attended a Christian counseling open day. And then I was chatting with my friend and I was saying, I'm going to combine art with counseling. And then she's, why don't you just do art therapy? And it's like, I had actually wow. never heard of it before. And then I was so excited. I remember, and it's like, oh, I looked online and I had two days to apply. The timing wow. was really divine timing. And then I had a month to create a portfolio. And then I also had this unexpected recent sum of inheritance. And that was the perfect amount to cover the fees for this course. That's amazing. Amazing. You know, really amazing. So and then I got in and it was a two years full-time master's with an internship. It was actually very intensive and very stressful and very grueling. It's kind of like I didn't see my family for those two years, it felt like. 
<laughs> and then not oh. any, the last time I studied was like 24 years ago. So it was like, uh, I had to kickstart my brain. I was the oldest in the class. You know, I mean, I look back, it really was an amazing journey. So I'm really grateful, not only to my family, but you know, most of all, to God's providence. That's all we have for today. Join us for part two and three of my chat with Angie in the following weeks. I'm Constance F. Do keep well. God be with you.